James, how are you? Um, you know what? I'm feeling pretty fucking good, man, all things considered. Um, Hot diggity damn, man. Yeah. I, uh... I'll be honest. Instead of doing any other cool game stuff, when I finished up with the Lugu Hotel, I just played, like, 12 hours of Stardew Valley. Nice. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. Well, we'll get into that. (laughs) So you finished Lugu? No. Ah. (laughs) No, which is another thing that I will definitely happily uh, expound upon. Excellent. Yeah, YouTube is uh, none too happy with you, James, for saying that. (laughs) Hey, um, then maybe they can visit fuck themselves? I don't know. (laughs) It's fair. Yeah. That's that's fair. I was was incredibly fucking fair. This, you know what, we're going to... Okay. So another topic, I was just watching Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. and uh, they had to stop the play for a few minutes because there was a cat on the field. <laughs> like a, a house cat. I don't know okay. how it got into the middle of the stadium. Okay. Right. Yeah, there was a bit of a wild goose chase. You gotta figure somebody brought the cat, right? <laughs> <laughs> Made it through all the NFL caliber security <laughs> with a Definitely. cat. <laughs> Somehow. Doesn't shock me. They can get places, you know. Yeah. Sneaky bastards. Yeah, I yeah. mean, at Red, Red, Red Wings games, you're not allowed to bring the octa pie into the into the arena, but somehow every time they get it snuck in there. They do. They just love it. Mm. And it's been that same guy for like 20 years that goes <laughs> out and gets it and swings it around. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Press X to Podcast for the week of November 4th, 2019. This is episode 2.7. My name is Paul, I'm your host, and I'm joined this fine evening by Mr. Rhett. How's everybody doing tonight? I stopped up real short there because I had no idea how to pronounce your last name. Not many people do, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Let's just leave it a mystery then. Appreciate it. <laughs> And on the other end of the internet, that's James. Hello, everybody. We are overjoyed that you're with us tonight. (sighs) I will try to return that enthusiasm, that love and support to each and every one of our listeners. Appreciate that. Mr. Lugu himself, how have Mm -hmm. you guys been doing? It's been a good couple of weeks, I'll be honest. I mean, you know, I was able to put down... The Lugo Hotel and move on to other projects for which I can put a little more uh, passion and less mortal dread into. And, you know, that's always fun. <laughs> no complaints from me. It's been a good couple of weeks. I went down to that uh, Intel Experience event this past week. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Well, maybe we should just get into it. What? Tell me, Intel Experience, Rhett, what's that all about? Well, it was just a, a series of presentations. It wasn't too long, about uh, 90 minutes worth of presentations. And then the, the major like event of the day was the gamers night they were holding. Mm-hmm. It went on in the evening and it was, uh, it was just a thing where they like brought some pros out. They brought like the local uh, pro team, uh, Call of Duty guys. They brought them out and they were playing against, you know, the, the public and they were giving out prizes and whatnot. And then Intel was showing off a few of their uh, new notebooks and desktops. And uh, yeah, it was a fun night. It was a good time. So presumably the new Intel products, they, they do computing. 
they do computing. I should say as well, big ups to Intel. There was a semi-open bar. You needed needed these tickets, but man, they hooked your boy up. <laughs> that's uh, that's great news, honestly. Yeah, that's right. That's really the the big takeaway from from the evening. Tickets were easy to come by. Mm-hmm. Just um, you know, for me at least. For me at least. <laughs> well, you're pretty smooth. You're pretty slick when it comes to snagging tickets. the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you know how I know that, but I I do. I just know that. You could feel it. You could feel it through the microphone. <laughs> yeah, and you know, just in the air, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> the, uh, Phil Collins reincarnated before he's dead. Yeah, exactly. Big Phil Collins fan. Something big, about big feeling fan. it in the air tonight. Yeah. Let me see. Ooh. <laughs> uh boy, Philly C. What else you've been playing, buddy? <laughs> Rep, what's what's been Is on your docket for the last week? Yeah, man. I'm Philly C. Uh, what else have I been playing? <laughs> I have been playing uh, Red Dead Online still. Uh, I've been getting into Luigi's Mansion myself. Yeah, actually. I haven't been able to play it too much, but I've gone through the first couple floors now. And um, if you want to talk about that, James, I'd be happy to talk about that. Well, here's the deal, boys and gulls, ladies and germs. I gave it a score that was below the average by a little bit. I'm going to guess. I haven't looked. I'm going to guess I'm about 10 points below the average. The last I checked, you were the the lowest score on Metacritic. Like, of everybody? Of everybody. Last I checked, yeah. (laughs) 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 I love it. I love it. Uh... I I talked about this. I was fair about this. I was open about this. Here's the deal. The core mechanical design of that game brought upon me much stress and suffering. I felt terrible playing it, and I felt worse and worse the more I played through it, and... I couldn't even finish the game. It wasn't like I got stuck or anything. I just got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I've got enough video footage, and if I have to pick this up again, I might, like, like it's just bumming me out. So I, I just don't think I can do it anymore. And I tried to be as balanced about this in my written review as I possibly could, but, you know, people are going to see a slightly lower than average score and get pretty up in my guts about it. And... I just fucking really hate that specific style of puzzle game. And this isn't something I even realized about myself until it came time to write the review. Before that point, I was just feeling nameless, formless dread that I couldn't, like, put a face to. Okay. So what specific components of the Luigi's Mansion style of puzzle game are you talking about like well basically there's a the whole game is structured like a checklist essentially where you know specifically how much content you have to get through more or less might be some surprisey bonus shit tossed in the very end that's fine and so you have a pretty good idea of what's ahead of you still after every time you accomplish something and for me it got to the point where every floor 
was just a lot of like fruitless running back and forth and like vacuuming every object in every fucking room to -hmm. try to find that one magic item that let me make any sort of progress. And this same design philosophy is built into the boss fights. So I was psychologically beaten down and like brutalized after every floor. And then every time I'd hop back into the fucking elevator and gain access to a new one, I was like, well, that was terrible. But logically, the next floors will be more difficult, which means more suffering compared to what I've already endured. And the weight of this got so intense that I was like, you know what? No, fuck this. Fuck this noise. I'm not playing this anymore. I just got what I needed for the review. I got what I needed for the video capture. I was like, I'm fucking done. And I recognize that the game is objectively well-designed. It's beautiful. The sound engineering is great. There's lots of little touches to the animation. All the characters look amazing. You know, like as far as Luigi's Mansion games go, it's top shelf. I fucking hated it. And I just can't, I can't do anything about that. That's completely valid, and let's not lose perspective here. Like, is a review not but one person's opinion? Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, come on, people. If you're getting I'm pre- upset, I, I'm it. prepared to be the only person on the planet who hated Luigi's Mansion 3, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Completely I think valid. based on I'm the lo- fact lo- that you hated it, you gave it a very fair score. And, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you did yeah. what reviewers should be doing, which is looking at both objective and subjective measurements of quality and you gave it a very high score for objective quality and an extremely low score for subjective quality and that's fine uh, that's totally cool i haven't seen the comments on the video or how many views it's gotten any highlights paul (laughs) well i mean it's it's mostly just taking the piss out of you for not finishing the game uh and people assuming that you were not uh capable of finishing the game which i mean i've played Luigi's Mansion games it's not that anyone is going to have a problem getting to the end of the game yeah. it is but it, you're right it is kind of like a checklist sort of thing and if you're not enjoying trying to muddle out which of the bazillion mechanics they've thrown in your lap it's, you it's need not to use that it's like you walk into a given room and you're like okay I have to vacuum or reverse vacuum one of these objects or a series of them in the right order in order to fucking progress. And it got to the point where I'd like train the vacuum around, like, oh, suck on this, suck on that, everything else. And, 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 and like n- nothing would come of it. It'd be fruitless. And there's so much capture footage I have just like tucked away in my hard drive. It's like two or three hours at least that it's all divided up between like maybe a total of four rooms of me just running back and forth. And be like, was it this? No, was it this? No, I'll check this thing. No, and I'll just systematically check every single item and I'll go back to a thing. It's like, oh, well, I looked at that, but maybe I have to like do the reverse thing or maybe I have to do one of these things. And it's just like, it was exhausting. And then the reward at the end of it was a boss fight where like one of the things I did accidentally won me the fight. Like I never died more than twice on any given boss fight like ever like it was just like i died like one time and then i'd figure it out the next time but the the process of doing so was such a joyless fucking slog that i just had it was it was just dread it was just dread from like top to bottom it's fair 
Sure. It sounds uh, well, like it's eerily similar to actually cleaning something. Yeah. A lot of what you say I'm seeing in the first little bit. I, I totally can see the points that you're that you're making here. So I, I've not that I've been disliking it as much as you did, but uh we'll see how I we'll see how I uh feel about it after a little bit. Like my feelings weren't even that that strong. It was just I found myself dreading going back. It was mm -hmm. just like oh fuck, I have to go back and play more so I can like get enough footage capture and it's just like uh, it's just like finding excuses and you're like, oh, maybe I'll I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it later. I'm like, I just didn't want to. And I mean, that was really telling for me. I wish I didn't look up the fact that all the money and shit that you're collecting throughout the game doesn't mean anything because I'm like, that's that's kind of like the loop that's, you know, everybody's kind of talking about how they're addicted to is vacuuming up all the shit, you know, making sure that yeah, you get every little no piece. For no exactly. reason. It's all, it's all for no fucking reason. And I wish that I didn't look that up because now I'm like, my OCD is making me vacuum up all the shit but my brain is telling me to stop doing that because it's completely pointless so, well you we'll you can buy continues continues right? you get yeah. the golden but, bones but, but like you were saying you've never you you'd never come close to losing a boss fight what twice yeah to, so like ba basically i die two times and and that's like i'd use up all the bones right yeah. and then i would die and it was like oh that sucks and I go back into the same stack of bones and I do it again and then I win. Exactly. That's what I was going to say is that there's really not much challenge so far. Again, I'm not too far into it, but there's really no challenge to the game so far. Has anybody read any of the reviews that really like it? Why are people giving this high scores if this is the case with the loop? The Just the subjective opinions uh, that, that James was talking about that's uh you know graphics sound design <laughs> cute little nuances to the to the animations like just all that shit people are i guess i guess people are looking at that more so than how the game made them feel you know uh, yeah. i to to like, to there it's like james came at the at the review from one perspective and almost everybody else came from a different perspective hey man that i mean that happens that happens mm -hmm. all the time like Right. where people's expectations just don't match up with what is actually on offer. Mm -hmm. And there's a really great example of that in uh, in the marketplace right now, coming out later this week. Is that, uh, is that good old Death Stranding, Paul? <laughs> that is Death Stranding, which I reviewed uh, for the last several weeks. And <sighs> I just can't yeah. wait. I just can't wait. Like what? Do, what do you guys want to know? There's so many things to talk about, but it's it's really hard to talk about with people who haven't played it yet. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil anything, so why don't you guys just ask ask away? What do you want to know? Uh how long is it? It my completion time was 48 hours. Okay. Um. <laughs> I see. Hey, you just want to know everything, I got a right? I got a question. I got a question. I, um, I've heard a lot of stuff about people being like, oh, it really picks up after the first 10 to 12 hours. And I have a funny feeling that might be bullshit. What was your take? You'll, no, that's not the case. No. Um, I mean, it's definitely a little bit of an adjustment period at the very beginning of the game, getting 
yourself into the pace of the game, which is really slow. It's very measured and you have to do a lot of planning. There's a lot of looking at maps and planning routes and managing your cargo. So if those kind of minute details don't interest you, you're probably not going to like this game. But if you're able to toss off um, the expectations you might have had of this being Metal Gear Solid 6 and can accept that it's not that, not even close, not even a little bit, mm -hmm. um, I think most people will find that the actual act of carrying things from A to B is quite satisfying. I mean, now, yeah. Now, I was just going to say, it's not Metal Gear Solid 6, of course, but, um, like, Metal Gear, so much of Metal Gear was just, uh, was just the story, right? So just experiencing the story. Like, the gameplay, mm -hmm. it's, it's not like the gameplay was ever, you know, like, top class, world class, you know what I mean? It was... Essentially, especially in the early generations, it was just avoid the avoid a cone of vision and and work your way through these small little levels. Right. Like it was never anything crazy, but it was the story that kept you going. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I, the big thing with Death Stranding was and, and my question to you is, is the story does the story keep you going? You know, is 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 it interesting enough to, to keep your interest through those nearly 50 hours? I mean, for me, it was. Um, if you've played any of Kojima's games before, you you know what his storytelling style is already. Mm -hmm. And it's that it's lots of big exposition and info dumps and pseudoscience terms that mean nothing, but are there because you, he wants you to know that he's thought the lore all the way to its logical extreme. Yep. Um, so there's plenty of that. Uh, I think. The writing is a little bit on the nose a lot of the time, but that's also the way things have always been with Kojima's games. Mm -hmm. um, I think people tend to forget what, how it's been written in the past. Um, but the acting quality is very high, uh, especially from the Hollywood crew. Mads Mikkelsen is outstanding. I'm sure. Um, he's, uh, I'm sure. he's kind of sparsely used for a lot of the game, but once... Uh, his character becomes more involved. It's extremely entertaining. He's taking the lines and giving them his all, regardless of what uh, what the content is or how well it might be written. Um, so I do think that stuff is really well done, and the performance capture is uh, outstanding. Excellent. And I'm sure I'm going to love it. To be honest, I'm sure I'm going to love it. Like, I could, Metal Gear is the kind of game, like, I could literally watch those five games on YouTube, you know? I could just watch, not even playthroughs, cut out all the gameplay, and just give me the cutscenes back-to-back. Yeah, know? just, I, like, several hours of codec screens. and I could do it. I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um... We might have to skip some of that shit in two. But, <laughs> fuck. You know. <laughs> Go to Strut F. <laughs> Right in. So, Swim, so, yeah. <laughs> Save my sister. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been under the impression, I'm kind of an outsider when it comes to Kojima's work. Um, I haven't experienced it quite the same way that others have. But it seems to me that he's been subverting people's expectations in an almost like 
childishly insistent fashion where he like figures out what people want for the next game in his series and then like gives them instead a fucking rusty knife in the back. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, every every single time without fail. Absolutely. So, I'm I'm wondering why anybody at all is surprised that his newest game is a heartfelt, touching, carefully paced, beautifully shot fucking UPS simulator. Like, why is anybody surprised by this? You can really tell that, like, it was for him. You know, this one was for him. Even more so than Silent Hills would have been. Like, mm-hmm. this, this, this one was his baby. Oh, I mean, yeah. the, the theme of the whole game is connection. It's right in the title, Stranding. And, um, I mean, it's pretty clear and obvious all the way through the game. The theme just keeps coming back and it keeps being repeated and kind of rammed down your throat. And it seems like a lot of people found that annoying. I didn't, it didn't bother me at all. Um, but just the way that theme connects to uh, Kojima himself of, you know, losing his baby, Metal Gear, from mm-hmm. uh, when he was pushed out of Konami and having to rely on his connections to find a way back and reconnect with the industry. And I don't know, however you want to put it, it's, it's pretty obvious what he was going for with this. The fact that the vehicle that takes that story and presents it to us is like James said, a UPS simulator. I mean, it is what it is. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. Um, for me, I was able to put aside the fact that I desperately wanted Metal Gear 6 and was able to enjoy this. It's a lot It's a lot like playing one of those truck simulator games where it's just it's really relaxing. You know, you you manage your cargo and you get ready to go and you you plan your route and you think you've got all your equipment, you know, you get your ladder and you got a bunch of climbing anchors so you can get down the mountain and then you just kind of trudge around outside and there's not a lot of real danger um but that gives you plenty of time to look at the uh the magnificent environments which are are really outstanding yeah it looks incredible i can't wait to play it how far four days yeah i have also pre-ordered it so mm-hmm. you know yeah i do happening. have it loaded i'm kind of bummed because the day after i pre-ordered it i got it uh digital I saw I got my email from Amazon saying that the special edition was in stock. So I, yeah, it was there's nothing I could do. So it's okay. It's okay. Somebody else can have that cool shit. I'm just gonna play my digital copy with my digital <laughs> bonuses. Were Fuck. you gonna order the one with the baby? Yeah. Yeah, that that was the one. It became available for a day Damn. or two here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw that it's a one to one scale oh man fuck me that thing looks cool (laughs) oh god yeah of course of course that exists yeah but yeah i mean the the for anybody that's on the fence about this i would definitely recommend um looking around and finding some voices on the web that you typically agree with uh their opinions about games um because odds are you're either going to love this or hate this. And I, I can't tell you which one you're going to be. But for me, I really, I really, really enjoyed it. Can't wait. And isn't Hideo Kojima, he said something about how they're going to be making movies in the future now. Not that they 
haven't been already, as I believe you said, but yeah, um, apparently that's that's the next thing. I don't know. <laughs> I love how he provided next to no context for what that means or how they're going to accomplish that. <laughs> right? Are they going to be? Are they going to be animated? Is he going to be? I mean, he's clearly making a lot of friends in Hollywood right now, so he can pretty much do what he wants. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Who was it? The director of Mad Max Fury Road was giving him props on the on the framing and and whatnot in Death Stranding, I think. Mm. But yeah, his his cinematography is, I think it's really evolved over the course of time. I mean, he's always been good at using angles and using light and using uh, framing to, you know, tell a symbolic yeah. story. His work uh, is gorgeous. A, a lot of Metal Gear. I was as I was playing it this past month, uh, Metal Gear Five. I, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, like, basically every cutscene looks like there's a guy holding a camera behind. You know what I mean? He's. It looks mm-hmm. like they've actually got a cameraman on set. It's crazy what he did with that game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, what I will give him props for is getting rid of most of the creepy shots and creep angles, like mm-hmm. uh, the way. He handled quiet in Metal Gear 5 was eh, eh, a little too far, uh, but he, for the most part, handles things much um, in a much cleaner way here, except nope. for with Norman Reedus, because you see his butt all the time. No doubt about it. I was thinking that same thing, actually, that a lot of those shots with quiet, a lot of those moments with quiet, I figured those ones were for the boys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they had to c- cook up some fucking nonsense about how she like breathes through her skin, and that's why she hardly wears any clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just put it into the story; people will forgive it. Sorry. Right. Yeah, just just <laughs> yeah. say you want some smoking hot girl wandering around <laughs> half naked. It's fine, man. We get it. One hundred percent. Just lean into it, buddy. Lean yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Death Stranding coming out this week. I don't know. You're going to have to make your own opinion. As you'll, you'll see if you check out Metacritic, it is all over the place. Mm-hmm. All over the place. But more or less, uh, pretty positive. I think it's at it like an 85. All right. Yeah. Anybody else been playing stuff? I got a couple more things, but... um, I spent the entire weekend playing Stardew Valley, which was like a nice, relaxing interlude after the stressful luigi's mansion stuff (laughs) just you know building the building the farm and it's so funny because that 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 vacuuming's it's been kind of cathartic but clearly (laughs) not so so much for james here so that's nice that stardew's been that uh, change of pace for you well yeah man it's no hurry just chill out you know absolutely do a little digging, do a little fishing, you know. It's, it's very, very relaxed. I watched some, like, uh, uh, stream, streaming VODs of, like, some channels I follow, just watching some people play, like, Undertale and Mario Maker. It's just, it was just a very, you know, very laid-back experience this weekend. Um, which... I'm not getting any more of those anytime soon. December, I think. Sometime in December is when I get my next bit of downtime. Do you you have some reviews on your plate, James, or anything you can uh, talk about? I was just doing the 
the the gift guide. I've got I've got no game games uh, uh, in the pipes right now. I'm waiting to see who gets the Pokemon code. Oh my god! Like oh, three nice. quarters of the staff requested it. So yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yep, no doubt. We'll see. It could be a battle royale, fight to the death. Listen, you just Two. let me know, and I will sharpen all of my knives. Yeah, two-day specific- battle royale. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, be, that's fine. Be happy to partake for that Pokemon Go. Wait, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it sword or is it shield? Because if it's shield, you all can have it. <laughs> you got to have your boy Sir <laughs> Fetched in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got you to have that. You got to have that crazy know wolf it. with the sword in its mouth. 100%. I, the new uh, Ponyta is shield exclusive, but y'all can mm. fucking have it. Y'all can have that one. Fuck it, man. I'll take right. the giant leak sword. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Okay. All day. All day. Um, well, uh, despite having played like a billion hours of Death Stranding, uh, still had a lot of time to play other games because we just did our Extra Life stream this past weekend. My bro and I played for 24 hours. Yes. Oh my. It seemed like it was a, a success. Yeah, I mean, we're like on the borderline of our goal of uh, two grand, which is a fair bit more than we've done in past years. So, pretty happy with that. Pretty happy right. with that. Yeah. Um, but played a lot of Call of Duty. A lot of Call of Duty. Uh, as it turns out, that adrenaline rush is exactly what you need to get through the 3 and 4 a.m. Uh, blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw a lot of the new Call of Duty at that Intel thing I was telling you about. Um, they had pretty much every one of their machines was running Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And it looked fantastic. I didn't want the game up until I had seen it running on all this new hardware. It looks really, really good, actually. Yeah, they've done quite a bit with the engine to bring it up to modern specs. And, mm-hmm. you know, the characters and, and environments are way better than they used to be and they still got it running at 60 frames on on playstation so i I don't know i don't know what more you want from these people it's uh guns and it's shooting and it runs really well yeah it seemed like they had a lot of new modes in there that hadn't been in call of duty before yeah um the thing we played probably most probably played it for like eight hours out of the 24 was the gunfight mode which is uh 2v2 really quick rounds, tiny arenas, and just hmm. one life. Love it. So, I love that um, stuff. It's uh, really intense, but even when you totally blow it, um, you're back in the next round in like five seconds. So uh, nice. it really caters to that, uh, the YouTube generation of tiny attention spans and yeah. everything's always changing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really entertaining. Cool. How, did you play any of the single player? That's usually my my uh, preference with those games. Mm-hmm. Didn't get uh, any of the single player in uh, in during Extra Life, but definitely interested in it. Um, okay. I don't know how well they'll do with with the topic because you know the writing has never been their strong suit. For those games, it's always just been like the set pieces and whatnot that are are fun because it's like being in an action movie. Um, they're kind of going with a, a war is bad or a war is uh, tough and hard. I don't know how right. well they'll do with that. 
the subject matter. I've heard, I've heard some complaints. Basically, if you go for realism in a war game, actual soldiers will come out of the woodwork and be like, "Here's where you <laughs> fucked up, and here's how you can do better." But like, like, man. I was seeing a little bit of controversy too because they're apparently uh, they they promised no Russians. There was going to be like no Russian enemies in the game, but there's Russians in the game. I was, people were up in arms on Steam about this. Oh, oh really? sure, because yeah. you know that they, they don't want to be vilified, and then they're vilified, and then they decide that we can all collectively go fuck our hats, <laughs> and then they 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 review bomb it on steam which is fair if i was part of a country that spent the last 60 years being every movie's f- fucking <laughs> villain i would probably also be pretty cheesed about that oh, at this point i'm pretty tired of the whole thing 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah well um yeah i could see that from one perspective but i mean from another perspective it's you're painting with a pretty broad brush if you're taking uh the fact that the bad guys in call of duty have traditionally been russian and applying that to the entire country, which is, you know, has hundreds and hundreds of millions of people spread across the largest landmass in the world. It's a very um, good point. Very I mean, good point. Yeah, it, yeah. I, it would totally get tiring after a while, but, uh, you know, just, just embrace it. Just embrace it. Play Death Stranding instead. I'm Ukrainian. I'd love it if us Ukrainians had a little bit more representation in Call of Duty. Just saying. As the yeah. uh, as the villains, or as uh, the good guys. Yeah, yeah, either or. Villains, that's cool. Yeah, being a bad guy is good sometimes. Uh, 100%. And you're one of the baddest guys I know, Rhett. <laughs> well, <laughs> I try. <laughs> um, Have either of you guys touched The Outer Worlds? I have not. Sorry, Alex Thomas. I have not touched The Outer Worlds. Wow. He's gonna he's gonna track you down. He's gonna kill me. I know. I'm sorry. I want to. I do, but I don't know. Now with Death Stranding in three days, I just don't see where it's gonna fit in. Yeah, the hours are are getting short. Mm-hmm. Um, played about an hour of that and immediately decided that I needed to be in a better frame of mind to pay attention to the writing and the uh, the voice acting and the the world itself because it seems pretty phenomenal. Pretty yeah. phenomenal. Seems like you, you, it's one of those ones that requires a hundred percent of your like energy and attention. And in offering up such a thing, you'll be appropriately rewarded. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is the game is the game supposed to be more like upbeat, or is it more, you know, depressing? Um, I think irreverent kind of is more the idea, where like. There is some heaviness, but at the same time, they're, they're, you know, they balance it out with the appropriate amount of humor. At least all the trailers I've seen really like, uh, try to like upsell that idea that this is like something that's also fun, but like not in that fucking uh, edgy teenager way that like Borderlands is, for example. Mm-hmm. Or Rage 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of. I don't know, wacky. Wacky is probably the good way to put it because um, seem like it. I don't want to say it's mature, but um, 
Yeah, I think it's too soon just for me to say that it's a mature game, but it is really well written where I don't think Borderlands is. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, cool. You guys got uh, any other games you want to talk about? Uh, there is one I would love to talk about that I'm playing right now, but I can't. Oh, no? really? So, yeah. Like, am I am, am I allowed to even say names? Uh, I don't know. It depends what it is, and depends what the NDA is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Sometimes yeah. the em- sometimes the embargo won't even let you. S- won't even let you tell social media that you have a copy of it. Exactly. Sometimes it's just like, uh, no plot details and no like, uh, scored opinions. Yeah. The, the message I have is no coverage. So I'm not sure if that includes like not even saying the name, but uh, it's probably fine to say what it is. Yeah. Uh, it, it is black future 88. Oh, all right, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's, it's okay. going to be coming out on PC and the switch. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about that. What's the what's the setting of that? What's the setup in the like the style uh, of the game? The style of the game, it's like a roguelite, um, but there's like much more verticality to it. It's not like you know, enter the gungeon or or um, what's the Binding of Isaac, where it's kind of like top down. Mm-hmm. It's it looks more like contra to be honest it's kind of it's 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 giving me like these kind of contra vibes that uh that it, yeah it's, it's a cool game it's, it's it's a cool game um yeah i'm looking forward to talking about it more cool all right all right all right yeah. sounds awesome uh a couple other things that have been out and i don't think anybody here has played them but i'm super interested to see both of these things um first one being disco elysium you guys heard of that i have it looks phenomenal yeah our 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 main man jake just finished reviewing it and um it's like it's it's an rpg of sorts uh, but it's really focused on dialogue and character interaction and from what he says um Basically, your character can develop traits that you don't necessarily want and can kind of paint yourself into a corner um, as far as dialogue options go if you're not true to the character's personality. So games where, uh, like basically any other RPG where you're trying to tell people what they want to hear and please everyone, like a Mass Effect or a Skyrim or whatever, uh, you try to do that in this game and... I mean, your character might just turn into a huge misogynist. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it sounds bizarrely interesting. Yeah. I love the visual style, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything, like, the environments look really good. It's got, like, the top-down Diablo style, but, like, it looks like it looks like the environments are much more varied than, say, Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. And uh, the other one is After Party, which is from the people who made Oxenfree. Either you played that one, but um, it's kind of a a story-driven dialogue thing where both of the characters have died and they're not sure why. Now they're in hell, and uh, your day job in hell is basically being tortured from 9 to 5, and then you get your free time. So they have to go to a bunch of bars and... Uh, try to figure out what happened to them. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a game that's gonna you know live or die by the writing. 
I gotta gotta see what the writing is like. Mm-hmm. It's gonna keep me hooked. Cause yeah, it, it looks the the visual style is nice and everything, but you know, it's pretty much one conversation after another. So from what I can yeah, see, but this is a studio that like also lives or dies by its writing. So I feel mm. pretty confident it's gonna be like it'll at least keep you awake. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the stuff I've heard in the trailers sounds eh, it sounds good enough to keep me interested. Um, cool. Should we uh, talk about some news? Because there's yes, please. Oh, there's some fucking bullshit this week. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> uh, who wants to take on the fucking Bethesda shit show here? Man, what a joke! What a fucking joke! Who's paying for this fucking subscription service? Um, it's a, it's a, apparently, insane. Apparently, it started a class war. Class in war. the game. What? Yeah. So basically what happens is when you become a Fallout first player, you are you're distinct from people who did not. Like there's an icon on your character or something like that. Like people can tell immediately. They're like clicking you, they see you, they're like, "Oh, you're a Fallout first player." So the people who haven't paid for the game are like ganging up on these people and beating <laughs> the shit out of them. <laughs> That's amazing. Honestly, yeah, that's pretty funny. (laughs) Because it's like, yeah, they've 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 basically created the class struggle (laughs) inside their game in real time. You can just sort of watch play out. I don't know if it's still happening, but when they first introduced this, like roaming gangs of like (laughs) non-paid players would run around and like find these assholes. And, like, beat them into a fucking bloody smear on the ground. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, you got, people, people were posting online being like, I can't even, like, leave my stronghold or whatever else. I'm going to get assaulted by all these, these, these fucking classless losers. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I can oh, honestly say God. that there has not been one point in the past, how long has the game been out now? Almost two years? A year? It's been about a year. It's been a, a bit, yeah. Okay, so there hasn't, last year. There, there hasn't been one point in the past year where I've wanted that game. After hearing this, James, after hearing about this class war, I think I want to play. <laughs> I think I got to get in there. Red, I promise you, you do not want to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As the guy who reviewed it last year, I, I you do not want to play this. Are <laughs> you a big Fallout fan, Paul? Do you... I'm at least you know the the more modern ones three and and up. Yeah, from between three and four, and uh, with New Vegas in between, I really love those games. And yeah. this, yeah, seventy six just completely misses the point. The point of every Fallout game is being that lone wanderer and having the feeling of being lonely and vulnerable in the in the wasteland, and you know having somebody in a fucking teddy bear costume dancing on you know <laughs> top of a house or something like that it just totally ruins it it ruins yeah. everything <laughs> the game is just so unstable and and crap it's crap <laughs> and i hate it i wasn't gonna get gotten by them again i remember elder scrolls online when they announced that game i was super excited for it i figured it was gonna be you know oblivion skyrim online and obviously when it launched, I don't know what it's like now, but when it launched, it was a joke. So 
I wasn't going to get fooled by them again, and it seems like they did the exact same thing with this game. Um, ESO, at least, I think, has leveled out and gotten stable. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's definitely got a fan base. Like, I know my nephew plays it, or he did back the last time I talked to him, pretty regularly, mm-hmm. and they're coming out with new content all the time. I mean, it might still be an backwards busted piece of fucking garbage but it's got to be better than fallout 76 right now yes yeah yes absolutely i i can't wait for the youtube supercut of them i mean there's they're all out there already of todd howard saying it just works and and (laughs) showing all the things that don't work but i can't wait for them to work in him saying that this is going to have free updates forever and they'll never charge a subscription fee yep. over top of the Fallout First subscription fee, which is atrociously high as well. It's $13 a month or $100 a year. What are you doing, Basically Todd? nothing. Fuck is that? Basically nothing. For private servers that are recycled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> disconnects. Yeah, and apparently, like, they're, like, the infinite storage boxes will, like, eat your shit. Yeah, yeah, disappearing items, yeah. Can't be recovered. (laughs) Jesus. You know, I feel really bad for the people that work at Bethesda because I went to, I guess it would have been, like, a preview event for 76 last year, and the people who worked on this game are so passionate about the world and the franchise and the lore and everything. And it's, it's so genuine, but the company is just shoehorning them into this, into this pit of despair. And there's no way out of it because they're forced to make this thing and they're trying to make it as good as they can, but it's just, it's just not built for what they are trying to make it. If that makes sense. Like the engine is not built to support any of the online stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's just got no hope. Like it's a losing battle and Bethesda refuses to see that. They're very stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. Cut the cord. Just fucking pull the plug, take that shit offline, refund as many people as you can. Fuck it. So on, on the subject of, uh, hopeless shit shows. Um, I experienced some intense whiplash when they finally, for realsies, announced Diablo 4. Because mm-hmm. the like opening cutscene that they introduced with you with, which is like nine minutes. That shit was so good. It's heartbreakingly beautiful. Yeah. Lilith looks incredible. The shot where she like descends through the like blood skin cape or whatever like it like pans out it's just like huge fucking fleshy cloak that like perfectly tapers off to her like form as she touches down the ground it's absolute art it's so good Mm -hmm. and then you see the next video which is the gameplay and i'm like holy (laughs) fuck guys i have played this before all right like I i can't go back to this i can't i can't ever play this game it's just the same shit that I yeah. dumped hundreds and hundreds of hours into over the last 15 years. And, you know, I'm good, right? Like, I'm good. 
yeah, I saw that they were boasting like unlimited replayability, but hasn't those games had that for at least from two onwards? Haven't you been able to essentially play them forever? Yeah, and people have tried, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, like three is still going on. They still a new season in three just started this past week or or two weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, and it's the same shit. And like I just I watched the gameplay vid- footage and they're talking they're talking in the background about like oh we're we're looking to all these like uh classical renaissance artists and these masters try to create these beautiful fully fleshed out worlds and I'm like the story is going to be much darker more grim and I'm like none of that fucking matters. Do you know why? Cuz as soon as you fire up this game to play it it's people are going to be like mashing as quickly as possible through the the, the 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 cinematics and the story because they don't give a fuck about any of it because yeah. it's all going to be funneled into that like disgusting loot based meat grinder where you're just like running instances as fast as you can to like get into the the, the fucking hamster wheel of like drip fed new content and items and equipment and like all of that amazing background note shit is just going to be like pummeled into white noise and nobody will ever think about it again and and like a month after this game eventually comes out they're like you're not going to hear anybody talking about oh the fucking the graphics are so good and the like backgrounds are amazing and look at these like renaissance masters they pulled their 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 fucking influences from like no nobody's going to care all right nobody's going to care couldn't agree more so yeah so in short sorry but fuck Diablo 4 I don't know that's fair that's fair and they did say that it is what was the quote it's it's not coming out soon not even blizzard soon I believe is the quote so wow there's gonna be a long uh long wait and a lot of time for speculation my guess is two years assuming late 2021 yeah that is unless I don't know international relations between the U.S. and China don't like deteriorate or violently degrade at some point because the country collectively does a big whoopsie and like suddenly China's not doing business with any American companies anymore. Yeah, I don't know. You know, not saying this for any specific reason. No, nothing about the climate suggests that anything like this is going to happen. But yeah. <laughs> So I just watched the gameplay trailer for the first time, and if you told me that was Diablo 3, I would believe you. Yep. Yeah, right? Like, it's the same shit. Totally. Wow. It, if, if, if you're watching it on your phone, it looks literally identical to Diablo Immortal, except yep. that one has the, the little, like, multicolored <laughs> borders to differentiate between the various players, but otherwise, that, it is, it's the same shit. Did that fucking game ever come out? Immortal? Um, they talked about it more at BlizzCon, but I tuned all of that shit out. I don't care. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, yeah. Who's waiting for that? Fuck. It's, it, it's going to be like pay-to-win Gatchapon bullshit. Yep. It's designed for the Chinese market, which is like <laughs> yeah. just just straight-up fucking predatory. You know what's going to be. And like, like, if anybody even like downloads that game onto their phones when it comes out, it will be secretly without letting any of their friends know. It's like, do you play that one? No, man. I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even install it. I don't, I'm not, I'm not touching it. <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing. Oh. What is with companies and just taking, uh, you, you know, the goodwill that they've built over dozens of years 
and uh, just throwing it away. Um, once somebody makes or earns or is worth billions of dollars, it infects their brain like a mental illness, mm-hmm. and they literally cannot relate to poor people ever yeah. again yeah. anymore. Like they, they lose that capacity. It's got to be tough to give a fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I, I really no want to know what like, the tremendously rich people of the world are actually doing. Like, for example, like take Mark Zuckerberg, for example. The dude has billions. He, why is he even doing anything? Hand off Facebook to somebody else, go retire on your private island for the rest of your life, and, you know, just, just live it up. Instead, he seems determined to bring it all down. Think of it like this, Paul. Imagine you're playing a, a slot machine at a casino, and instead of only paying out once in a while, it's doing so every time and in larger and larger amounts for weeks now, or days, or hours, or months, or whatever. Just every time you sat down to play the slot machine, you win, and you feed in all your more money, and you just keep winning. And, and it just continues like this. You can't walk away. You're on a hot streak. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what's, hap- what's happening with these billionaires. They're, 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 they're on a hot run. They're at their favorite table. The stars are aligned. They're in their favor. Every hand is a winning hand. And you just can't walk away from that shit. So they don't. You know, that's a good point. And as much as I might be sitting here saying, oh, I wouldn't do that. I mean, maybe, maybe I would. Maybe I would keep sitting at the table. Yeah. It, 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 it's a mental illness. It's an infectious disease. It, it, it changes the way your brain is wired to have that much money and power in your pocket. You just can't handle it. That's a nice heartwarming positive note (laughs) (laughs) it was it really was uh yeah anything y'all are looking forward to in the next few weeks here need need for speed heat really yeah tell me more i love neon (laughs) i love the 80s vibe i love i love that it does look like underground three now there's been a lot of Need for Speed games that have come out since Underground 2 that have promised to be Underground 3 or have at least looked like Underground 3. And they've all come up short. Uh, but this one looks pretty good. I don't know. It looks pretty good. And I haven't had a good racing game. I haven't done a good racing game in a while. So maybe that's, you know, maybe that's in my mind a little bit. Is this yet another open world with Underground Tuner culture? I really don't know. I've I haven't really seen much footage in it. I I guess I haven't really been going and looking for it, but I haven't come across any you know new information that's come out about the game. So mm. maybe that's not really a good sign. Fuck. <laughs> Think they there wasn't much information about WWE 2K20 either. <laughs> well, and that's an incredible game. Well, yeah. Yeah, it is. They did just release a patch for it. <laughs> so you're thinking about it then? Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but Need for, Need for Speed, though, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. James, you were saying uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I said Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon. I mean, I'm, sorry. I'm sure. I'm sure Fallen Order will be 
fine, maybe? Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Now, whatever. Fuck that game. I'll believe it when I see it. But Pokemon, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I'm looking Pokemon, forward to that. It's not even that I have faith; it's that I am hopelessly hooked on the franchise mm. and will slavishly devote myself to whatever release comes out when it comes out. Um, people may have their strong opinions, their spicy hot takes about the national decks and the lack of it in this game. Oh, whatever. But as I don't you, care. As if you need to go and catch all of them, you know? Like, come on. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's not like that's, it's the franchise motto or anything. Well, it was 20 years ago when there were a buck 50 to catch. Yeah. Now, like, there's like they're getting pretty close to 1,000 now, aren't they? Yeah. No, they have to. They have to do this at some point. You You can't just keep putting every single one of them in and expect the, like, the, the mechanics to hold up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. E- either either you get an infinite amount of monsters with, like, garbage balance and, like, they're all basically the same, or you fucking put a cap on it and, and, and keep making the battles interesting. Like, if mm-hmm. I have to choose between the two, and we do, because there's not that many people on the team, and they just, you know... There's just not enough hours in the fucking day. I, I want better battles more than I want every single Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right about that. More I, so I than anything. I mean, you know? I don't know that, that you are right. It worked for Skylanders. They kept putting every Skylander in the game for year okay, after year after year but, until the but, franchise, you know, had a complete nuclear meltdown. Yeah. And, and how many Skylanders were there at the very end? <laughs> Was Ooh. there 800 Skylanders? Because I don't think there were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably not. <laughs> there was a few. There was a couple. Yeah, it's probably like 60. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, it was perfect. <laughs> and then they added the 61st and like everybody in the company quit or something. I don't know. The whole Fuck ship it. sank. I'm out of here. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm pretty, I mean, I'm pretty excited for Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I trust my man Garrett, and he had some very nice things to say about that game. I remember a lot of nice things being said about Battlefront and Battlefront 2 before they came out. So that's what I was saying. I'll believe it when I see it. I know that this is obviously much different than Battlefront, but still. Well, see, I, I can weigh in on the Battlefront 2 thing. Um, Basically, what happened was there was a review event. And we all went to fucking EA's office in, in, I can't remember where, it doesn't matter. And, um, and, and we, we sat down at these huge banks of computers and we did multiplayer on these dedicated servers with a bunch of other fucking journalists and like all the characters were unlocked. And between these two factors, the game was really fun because you didn't have to worry about like saving up credits or anything to like buy new heroes Everybody was just fucking there, and you could just play with them, and it was fine. And like you were playing against other game journalists, and we're we're fine. We're not that great. Like I was still one of the worst people there, just by nature of what kind of games I play. But like, you know what I mean? Like the playing field was somewhat level, and we didn't have to fuck with any of the like the economy stuff. So it was fun, and we scored the game based on our experiences, which were, again, mostly enjoyable. And then the game comes out, and they reveal the price points for, like, 
the credits and how much it takes to unlock everything. And it's like, oh, hey, wow, we we didn't fucking know any of this. Like this yeah. was not this was not the game we were presented. Basically, we were fucked with by EA, and and our scores reflected this. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Like like if I were to go back and give that game another review based on the information I required after its release, it probably would have sat comfortably at 7.2. Because, mm. like, what a fuck fest. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Didn't well, at least this game is kind of very specifically avoiding all the things that make yeah. recent EA games EA games with loot boxes and weird multiplayer progression. This is very specifically just single player and just a lonely on your own experience. So there's not, I don't know how they could possibly EA it unless there are a bunch of, you know, costumes that you can buy or whatever. (laughs) And even then, I don't know how bad that would be. It's honestly, Paul, it's probably going to fucking just rip super hard. It's going to be so good. And I just, it, what day does it come out? Uh, 18th or something. Are you reviewing that one, Paul? Uh, I'm pretty sure Garrett's going to get that one since he went to the, uh, preview uh, event right, and did, right. did all that interview stuff. So, yeah. um, yeah, but I'll probably buy it. Yeah. Probably buy it. Yeah. I do love star Wars a lot. Oh, I just Ooh. really want a good one. Just yeah. one. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Probably KOTOR 2. Last good one. Yeah. Yeah, right. When was that? I, w- I want to say 2003 maybe. Uh, yeah, early early 2000s. Anyways. Crazy. Uh anything else you guys want to chat about? Uh Red Dead PC's coming out pretty soon. Ooh. Isn't that tomorrow actually? It is. Yeah. Tuesday the 5th. It looks fucking beautiful. Holy shit, man. I think it's time that I finally upgrade my PC. I'm so sad because I had a chance to review it and and my computer just won't it won't run that game how it needs to be run for a review. So I'm sad that I wasn't able to take it, but it looks so good. Have you guys heard if there's going to be any sort of character transferring online? Any news about that? I would be surprised. Yeah, I'd be shocked if right? there is. Yeah. They they let you transfer GTA characters from the like PS3, even like my Xbox character, actually, I was able to move to the PlayStation side when I went from the 360 mm. to the PS4. So that was cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. I am kind of with you guys. I'd be surprised if you if you were able to. I don't know. Maybe they would if that gets you to buy a copy on the PC when you already it would. own it. That, that would be the only thing. If I, if I wasn't able to bring my online character over, I wouldn't be able to. I was just mm. looking at it the other day. I've I just hit the eight-day mark online. So, hours played. Hours played, yeah. Good, good God. Yeah, it's a lot. Is that just in the online, or does that include... Just in, yeah, just in the online. But no, I mean, really that's, that from day, uh, that's from day one of the beta. And that's the thing. No, no, there there hadn't been that much to do up until this, this uh, Frontier Pursuits update came out. Once that dropped, yeah, there there became like hours worth of stuff to do every day versus maybe minutes worth of stuff to do. Uh, Red dead two is one of those games that drives me mental because by any measurement, I should love it. 
and I do really, really like the the narrative and the characters and the whole setup, the environments, everything is is beautiful and gorgeous and amazing. I just mm. hate how it plays. I hate it so much. The, the hmm. control scheme, do you mean more so the control scheme or? Yeah, the control scheme itself and and the the complexity of the triggers and buttons and you're always mm-hmm. holding someone up when you don't want to or jumping yeah. off your horse at high speed or like whatever it is so there's that stuff but also it's just i don't know it's just clunky enough that it's not that fun to play mm. yeah unless you're putting time into it every day you like i came back to it uh for maybe like a six month break and i had no idea how to play the game like you're totally right. It's there's a learning curve, and if you forget the if you forget the controls, you're gonna have to learn it all over again. It's not it's not like you just pick it up. You know, it's not like you kind of slide back into things. Um, no, I I picked that game back up, and I had no idea how to play it. So it's it's no doubt that the scheme, the control scheme, does feel a little dated. But I think I the problem know, is that it doesn't a, it doesn't need to be that complicated. There's yeah. not that there's not that many controls that you need to have a separate button for opening a drawer versus picking or looting somebody and mm-hmm. you know like hold square or hold triangle or hold circle sometimes. It yeah, doesn't good, have to good, be that way. A good example of that is um they added like uh pistol spinning. You can spin your pistols on your fingers. Ooh, yeah. But it's it's super weird how you get into it. It's like you got to you got to take out the guns and then you tap L1 and then you double tap R1 to start a trick the and then fuck? you can then you can hold L1 down to open your trick menu and you can oh. press like triangle, square, circle. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jesus so Christ. There's shit like that that uh that no doubt I see what you're saying, Paul. That's it doesn't need to be that complicated, but I don't know. <laughs> Ah well, maybe I'll give it another try on the PC. Maybe mouse and keyboard is the thing. Yeah, that's. I was just thinking that actually. Maybe, maybe it is a much better with that. Watch well, it not even support mouse board or mouse board, keyboard and mouse. Why isn't there a company called Mouseboard? Mouseboard. <laughs> Quick, somebody look it up. Mouseboard.com is that taken? We gotta, we gotta lock it down right now. Billion dollar idea, guys. Let's not sleep on this. Yeah, mouseboard.com. This domain name is for sale. Buy it before someone else does. Fiesta Siesta777 at gmail.com. Take that, take that address down. Okay, got it. Recorded. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna redirect to cogconnected.com really quick here. Fucking nice. Right. <laughs> it looks cheap too. Ooh, ooh cheap. <laughs> Speaking my language. All right, I think that's uh, that's gonna do it for this week of Press X the podcast, uh, right. episode two point seven, the last episode before Death Stranding comes out and the world burns. Yeah, yeah. there's the world before Death Stranding and the world after Death Stranding, and we will see you in the latter. Yeah, I'm already here on the other side, and and let me tell oh, you, yeah. it's, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. No doubt, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Have a safe, uh, have a safe week, everybody. Safe week. I like that. Be safe. Don't do anything stupid. I know Halloween is past, so nobody's going to be blowing fingers off with fireworks anymore. But you know. Be uh, be excellent to each other. You know. Yeah. I like that. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> and uh, with that, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, take care of yourselves. Bye bye.
bye bye